0: The school is out, which means it's time for High Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show. My name is Ronal Silverstone and I am your host for today. This is High Kids, 4 Kids, 5 Kids and thank you for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM and listening to the Hi Kids Show. Today on the Hi Kids Show, I'll be speaking to Matipa Bitsiwe. Mathipa she is the science communicator at a place called Scienza. Get ready for a very interesting show here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is a High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Ronelle Silverstone and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Matipa.
1: Good afternoon. How are you?
0: I'm good and you. Thank I'm well, you for thanks. asking.
1: I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for having me again.
0: Thank you for coming. <laughs> so let's start our questions. What is Scienza?
1: Well, Scienza is an interactive science center at the University of Pretoria, right? So, uh, basically we're in Pretoria at the university in
0: Hadfield. Oh, wow. So then why is it called scienza?
1: Okay, so scienza actually is like two parts, right? So it's S-C-I, and then we've got a dash, and then it's E-N-Z-A. So the first part, the S-C-I-E, actually is like from science. So we took science and took out the S-C-I, and then the second part is from the Zulu word Sebenza. Right. So the Zulu word sebenza actually means to work or to do work. Right. So then we put those two words together and it actually means to do science or to do work in science.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. (laughs) So then (laughs) how come it started? Um, Okay, so it
1: initially started as like a... um, Exploratorium So an exploratorium Is sort of like A place where you go To explore Like it says Right um, So one of the Lecturers at the university Right He was a uh, in the physics department He decided that he wanted to have a space Where um some of the students Could like make things And learn a little bit more about physics Like you notice that um a lot of students You know tend to want to see Science in action right Like you want to see what you're studying about In the books So he started up the science center And there were like initially a few exhibits Or a few experiments that they could do then And ever since then it's sort of like grown And there's like a whole lot more that you can do than he had back then
0: Oh that's really <laughs> Cool <laughs> Interesting yeah, yeah. So then is the centre in wits or is it Next to it
1: No 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 so our centre is actually In Pretoria so it's um, In the University of Pretoria so um, Yeah in Hadfield just As you come into uh, Pretoria hmm. Yeah So it's not at Wits, it's at another university in another city. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So where is... Oh, sorry. Where did it start?
1: Um, So it actually started on campus, like at the university, like I'm saying. But um, even at the university itself, um, it changed the venues quite a few times. But... um, at the moment we are actually on the Hatfield campus in a building that's called um the Technical Services Building, right next to it. Um and that's where we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you every, like, do you have certain places that you're at or are you only one place? Uh
1: We're only at one place a lot of the time. So there's like a main building, right? So um, Scienza has like its own main building and we're there most of the time. But we also do a lot of outreach activities. That means we go out to other places. We'll go out to schools. We'll go out to other centers. Um, so there's another center in Mamilodi, which is a township in uh Pretoria and, um, the university has another building there. It's called the May Jemison reading library. So you have like high school kids that after school have a place to go and do their homework. And then we come to them as well there. So Scienza will go out to there as well. And then we also go to the library in town. So in the Pretoria CBD, there's a library space there. Um, it's called the Semi Marks uh, library. So we'll go there as well. And there we also see other schools. Kids after school, so all of them come after school to do their homework, and then we uh pitch up and do a few programs for the kids there.
0: Oh yeah, so what is a scientist then
1: well, yeah, that's a very interesting question, right <laughs> um so how I would put it really I'd say a scientist is anyone that's really curious about the world around them that's really how I'd put it I think um. Well, obviously, they would have had to study science and graduate, you know, and actually um get a degree or some sort of qualification in order to be called a scientist. But really what makes a scientist and how most scientists begin is that they're just interested in the world around them. They ask a lot of questions and they observe a lot about everything happening around them. Like, why is the sky blue? Why is the ocean blue, you know? why can't you see the wind you know so people that like sit around and ask themselves questions like that or wonder about things like that or wonder why do crickets make sounds and butterflies don't make sounds i think those kind of people um end up being scientists or at least interested in science
0: oh wow so how do you become a scientist
1: well um you actually have to go to school (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you have to go to school. Um, so yes, kids stay in school. School is good. Um, so basically to become a scientist, you would have to go to university, right? So university comes straight after matric. So you graduate matric in grade 11, ah, uh, grade 12, and then you go to university and you pick a science that you want to do. There's also very different sciences you realize when you get to university. So would you tell us that? So there's, like, physical science, which deals with, like, your more physical things. So, like, things that you can see, things that you can understand, like, Something falling down, you know, that falls under physical. Then you have your chemistry, which then talks about, like, chemicals and mixing together one thing and another thing to make something else. You've got biological sciences, which talk about, like, uh human body, um, animal bodies, you know. You also have... Botany, which would talk about plants. um, You've got zoology that talks about animals. So there's a lot of sciences you realize when you get yep. to university. So once you pick one, whichever one you're interested in, right, you're on your way to being a scientist. Then you do your three-year degree. Then you do an honors. And then there's a master's. And then after that, you do a PhD. And you get to be a doctor in science. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of school, but all worth it. <laughs>
0: So you're this also a scientist?
1: Yes. So I also am a scientist. I studied environmental science. So I studied, um, science that sort of pertains or, or that has to do with the environment. You know, um, you know, like how I wouldn't have mixed chemicals in school. <laughs> how <laughs> <And> does- <laughs> I? Yeah. And I didn't look at, uh, animal bodies. So what I did look at is the environment. So I was very like, cautious about why is the sky blue, why is the ocean blue, why doesn't the wind, why can't you see the wind, like, there was me, so then I get to do environmental science.
0: Wow. Oh. Yeah. So, there's definitely different scientists, yeah. <laughs> that's off the list, <laughs> but then what is science?
1: Okay, so, like I said before, when I was just like, I think for me, anyone who's a scientist or someone who's very curious about what's happening around them, right? So science is basically about exploring the world around you, right? It's about being interested in the things that you see and trying to make sense out of it, right? I mean, if you're looking at, say, every evening, right, Um, you see that the stars shine and then the moon comes out and then one day you realize, wait, but the moon didn't come out this evening i didn't see the moon you know um that's an observation that you make right that's something that you're seeing and then you realize that actually there should be a reason behind that right and science is all about that is about finding the reasons to the things that we see you know the questions that we ask ourselves about everyday life about human beings about the world about the universe you know um that's basically what i would say science is yeah
0: so then what's the difference between natural science and social science?
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I really like that question. I really like that question because I know in school you do social science, right? And yeah. then you also do natural sciences. Yeah. Um, so natural sciences is basically all of the sciences that I spoke to you about, right? So it's all the different sciences that you do. Um Social science is more science that has to do with human beings and how human beings interact with the world around them. Right, So
0: kind of history. So
1: kind of, yes, yes, that's it. So kind of history, your things like psychology, when you want to understand the human mind and how the human mind works. So everything that's more human orientated and how humans interact with one another or the world, that's social. So that'll be social sciences.
0: So then what's a medical science? What's medical science?
1: Okay. So then medical Mm -hmm. science obviously also tells us in its name that it has to do something with medicines, right? So medical science is basically understanding how the human body operates, right? In order for us to be able to, um, sort of like better facilitate for it how to work. So to sort of like be more, Aware of how your body works and what can be done to like remedy your body if it's not okay, right? So then that comes to medical science. So medical scientists really study how the human body functions and how if it's not functioning, how we can make it function and make it a bit better. So all your doctors um, do a really good job.
0: Yeah, yeah. well done. <laughs> <laughs> so is science uh, a museum?
1: Uh, no. So science is not a museum. Um, we're something called a science center, right? And the difference between a science center and a museum is that a science center focuses more on Natural sciences, like we spoke about. So it focuses more on natural sciences and really focuses more on exploring science. So more on you getting to understand and enjoy science more than a museum actually focuses more on like teaching you about history. So it actually focuses a little bit more on social sciences. So it will teach you about history and you have skeletons sort of show you evolution and how, um, uh different animals were in the past and things like that. So they're a bit different in that. I li- like if I refer it back to our other question, yeah, I'd say a museum is more social science and then a science center is more natural science.
0: So does your the science center have chemical things?
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but only safe chemicals. Um we do have chemical things. Um so we have things that we call um or we've got this program uh that's called a science show, right? So if you come over to the center, you get a science show. So this is basically having A show where someone is just mixing up chemicals the whole time and you get to like see what happens when the chemicals, um, interact with one another or when they combine and they blow up things in the show as well. So it's really like a wonderful thing to look at.
0: So sometimes when you put bubbles on your hand and you light it, will you burn yourself or not?
1: Um, okay. Have you tried it first? No. Okay, that's a very, very good question, right? So um, inside bubbles, you have a gas, right? So the reason why they are like round is that there's some gas inside, right? So usually it's the air around us that gets trapped in the bubbles, right? But if you get a gas that is very flammable, so something that can burn, right? If you get that kind of gas trapped inside a bubble, right, and you light up that bubble, that Bible will literally go on fire, right? So it will set fire. So there are different guesses that some of them don't catch fire and some gases do catch fire. Right. Um, so it depends on what kind of gas you have trapped in that bubble.
0: Let's say oxygen. Cause okay. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> let's say you're in
0: a bath and you have a lighter for some reason in yeah. your bath <laughs> yeah. and you made it a bubble bath and yeah. you put it on your hand. What if you light it? And
1: you light it. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I don't think it would ignite, but I do think if you had something else that, because oxygen doesn't catch fire itself, but it does make fire, like, um, how do I say? Like it makes fire bigger. burn more. Like it feeds, yeah, it feeds fire. Yes, it makes it bigger. It feeds fire. So if you had something that caught fire, then you could actually get more, um, yeah, you could get it burning more with the oxygen.
0: Yeah. So then, what ages can visit this museum? Oh, pardon me, Science Center. The Science Center. Um,
1: well, everyone. Really, everyone. Oh, Everyone. You could bring your little sister. You can bring your grandmom. Everyone, anyone can visit the Center. Hmm.
0: So what if you come with your school? Do you have to book it?
1: Yes, if you come with your school group, then you have to book it. And in order for you to book it, you then have to either call us or send us an email and then we make a booking. So you set a date and a time in which you'll come and then we will be expecting your group. Simply because um, when you come in a larger group, there's a specific program that we do for you versus when you come just like with a group of friends or you're not coming with the school and you just want to look around the center, then that's fine also.
0: So what happens, let's say I come with a bunch of kids, okay, but I'm not coming as a school.
1: Okay, so that's wonderful If it happens to be your birthday <laughs> When you're coming with that bunch of uh kids Then we can have a birthday party for you So unfortunately our birthday parties You also have to book for though So if you're just coming with a bunch of uh your friends You guys can have a go And just enjoy yourselves around in the center But if you do want to bring them over Because it's your birthday Then we can have a birthday party for you So we have uh, birthday party programs Where we have like a whole show And some nice work workshops that you do so that we can do as well.
0: So if you have any questions for her or if you just want to say hi to someone, SMS to three four five one nine or WhatsApp to O six one eight nine five one oh one nine. You can now call on O one O one four O three oh two oh let's carry on with our interview What what days is Cyanza opened?
1: Okay, so science is open Monday to Friday, from eight o'clock to four o'clock, and then it's also open two Saturdays a month, and that's also like from eight o'clock to four o'clock.
0: So why two Saturdays a month?
1: Why only two Saturdays a month? Yeah, so the staff can rest.
0: (laughs) I actually don't have some lazy people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what do you enjoy about your job?
1: Wow. Um, I enjoy interacting with people. Um, I enjoy the fact that, like, you get to see a lot of people all the time. I enjoy having to, like, try and make very complex or seemingly difficult things kind of a bit more understandable. Yeah. Ooh, well. So I enjoy that.
0: But then what don't you enjoy?
1: Yeah, uh, Reporting every job has something that we call reports. The same way you have homework, we also have reports so I don't like reports. <laughs> so what do you do in the reports? Well, in the reports, you sort of have to um, account for what you did. So you sort of like report on what you've been doing. So you write down things like what have you developed? What have you done? What are you doing? And if you're using money for a project, how much you used, how so much left basically, over. Basically so, yeah.
0: nonsense information. Yeah. So basically
1: the <laughs> stuff no one really wants to like know but yeah someone needs to know
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so then can you touch things in scienza when you come
1: yes you can touch everything in scienza when you come except for our skeletons so we have skeletons that you can't touch
0: do you have animal scales and all of that things um
1: what do you mean by animal scales like a scale like you the can- skin actually Oh yes, yes, we've got that animals. You feel yeah. and you... Well, okay, you can't feel the animal skins because we actually have them, uh, behind glass. But we've got like, uh, snake skin behind glass. We've got, yeah, insects behind glass. Uh, I'm not touching But you can't insects. touch them. You can't
0: touch So, how can people get hold of Scienza?
1: Okay, so, um you. They can get us everywhere. Actually, now that I think about it, Um they can give us a call on 0124203767. Right, so that's our our line 0124203767. Then they can also send us an email at scienza S-C-I-E-N-Z-A at u p dot a c dot za. They can also look for us on Facebook under Scienza. University of Pretoria They can look for us on Instagram Scienza UP We're also on Twitter As Scienza Center So yeah, they can catch us everywhere huh.
0: Very interesting So what are your hobbies? Oh, what are my hobbies? <laughs> That's a nice question So personal and Hobbies about right. Scienza Now it's your <laughs> right, So
1: personal Okay Um I actually enjoy the outdoors. Like I said, I studied environmental scientists. Um, so for me, I enjoy being outside in the environment. I do a hike once in a while. Uh, I'd like to say I do it every Saturday, but I'm not that fit. So <laughs> 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 I do it once in a while so I don't kill myself. Um, I also enjoy reading. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: So what is the difference between, oh, pardon me, you've already told us earlier. Maybe you can tell the listeners that have just arrived. The difference between a science center and a science muse- uh, a museum. A
1: museum. Okay. Um Okay. So for everyone that's just joined us then, um, a science center is basically different to a museum in that a museum has a lot of history to it, right? So you'll find things that are very old, things that are very ancient, whereas a science center has Things that relate more to science, right? Um, they've got exhibits that are very current. So we've got things like puzzles in the center that you can try and do, you know. So you can try put together a puzzle. We've got a wonderful, wonderful, amazing thing called the mirror maze that everyone absolutely loves going to. So it's basically just a maze, like a normal maze with a entrance and an exit but it's made up of glass so oh, you need okay, to walk cool. th- you need to walk through the maze and find your way out but you can see yourself absolutely everywhere
0: and what if you break it
1: well, you can't break it because our very friendly and uh, helpful staff is there um, to assist you. They don't actually walk you through the maze, but they are there just to be on guard that you don't um, bump into a mirror or, you know, get hurt or anything as well. We also have um, hand gloves that you actually put on before you go into the maze. So most people, yeah, it, it kind of saves them from hurting themselves because then you can actually touch the glass because oh. you've got hand gloves on.
0: But wouldn't the glass be smooth?
1: It is smooth, um, but the best thing is at least try not to get your face in the glass. So (laughs) I guess if you've got hand gloves on, you can at least try not to get your face in the glass.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, what do how do scientists figure out things?
1: Wow. Um, So like I've been saying that scientists are very curious people, right? So curious people ask a lot of questions like why, how, who, when, what, right? So... There's a process like called the scientific method and that's how they figure things out. So they start off with the questions, you know, they get very curious and they're like, How is this happening? Why is that happening? When did this happen? How does that happen? And then they come up with something that's called a hypothesis, which is basically just like a very smart guess to their answer. So they get they guess like a very smart answer to the question that they've you know, that they've observed or that they're asking. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, but that's what I think, right? Let me really see if this is actually what really happens, right? So then they set up an experiment. So an experiment is like more out of your brain. It's a physical thing that you actually have to do. You know, it's like cooking in the kitchen. You literally have to mix things up in order to see what comes up, right? I mean, we can sit here and talk about how... You can make a cake, right, Ronelle? I can go through the ingredients. I'll go through the steps. But unless we actually make the cake, none of us really know what it's going to look like, right? So it's a similar thing. So they ask these questions, and then they come up with some sort of answer. And then they set out this experiment, right, to determine whether the answer that they have guessed is going to be right or not. Then they do the experiment. And then at the end, they decide whether they were right or wrong.
0: Mm, Wow. (laughs) So what is hypothesis?
1: So hypothesis, uh, like I was just mentioning, is really just a very smart guess, right? So it's, it's a guess based on some sort of knowledge that you have before, right? Say we had a magician here and he had a black hat and he asked you to pull something out of the hat, right? <laughs> From your experience, what do you think he's most likely to pull out?
0: A bunny. Right.
1: <laughs> and that comes from experience because you've seen this before and you know that's what they pull out of heads, right? Yeah. So you didn't really guess, guess that answer. You sort of had some previous knowledge that helps you get to the answer. So hypothesis is sort of the same thing. It's like you're guessing what's going to happen, but you have an idea of what you think would happen because of some sort of knowledge that you have.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, what happens if an asteroid comes shooting this way to our Earth?
1: I would hope you would start running. Run very, <laughs> very fast. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Wow. So, asteroids are like rocks that just come flying towards the Earth, right, from space. And they come flying very fast, right? So, it's like this big rock that just has so much speed, you know. And then it lands on the earth and you can imagine it's going to crush a lot of things. Yeah. It's going to break a lot of things. It's going to hurt a lot of things, right? Uh, I mean, we complain when we get hit by a ball and you're playing sports. And <laughs> you're like, ouch, that hurts. Imagine if you had a whole big rock coming at you. So that's what actually asteroids are when they come towards the earth, right? But scientists are... So smart or they're so curious that they're actually looking at ways that they can divert asteroids. So what they want to try to do is that as soon as the asteroid comes towards us, they want to find a way that they can change the asteroid's direction so it actually never lands on Earth. So yeah, and And yeah, and there's different methods that they've come up with. Um, A lot of them still have to be tested. So in (laughs) other words, we actually have to have an asteroid come at us in order for them to see if some of these work, work. (laughs) right? (laughs) And if they don't work, then we're in trouble. (laughs) So I think we need a whole lot more scientists so we can at least try a hundred things at the same time and hope one of it works. Yeah, definitely. So um just on the methods um one of one of the methods that they have tried to come up with is actually um by using uh, satellites in space right so humans actually send out satellites and the satellites look at the earth and they look at everything else in the universe so they are our eyes outside the earth right so these satellites can actually be used in a way that as soon as the asteroid comes towards the earth, right, the satellite would then also start sending signals towards the rock that would actually cause it to change its direction, right, hmm. but they have to be really strong signals
0: oh wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then, how do red moons come? well, a uh, red moon is actually
1: just it depends. it it actually is like a reflection of the light that comes from the sun right so light that comes from the sun is actually white light right um but it actually has different colors so if you look at the rainbow all of those colors are actually colors of light oh wow so with the red moon it just means that we're seeing more of the red than all of the other colors i mean have you ever seen a sunset uh, yeah. yeah yeah and well, you know when you look at the sunset you see more red and orange than all the other colors Yeah, so it's a similar thing. You just get all the other colors that um, they get blocked out and you see more of the red.
0: Well, I've learned so much and I can't (laughs) wait to learn more. But for now, let's take a song. This has been High Kids, Poor Kids, Buy Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. Thank you so much to my guest Matipa Sebetsiwa for coming and teaching us about science so and thank you to my producer Mandy and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. You can join us tomorrow for another fun high kids show only on one oh one point nine High FM. Goodbye kids.